I think it helps massively because we have revenue in our title and our mission is to drive revenue, to drive growth for the organization. And a lot of that is working cross-functionally with finance, financial financial stakeholders and partners, collaborators, everything from when you're planning headcount, compensation design, budgeting, building business cases, building forecasts, all involves working with finance and having a solid understanding of how budgets are created, how finance is um, responsible for driving certain uh, ratios and CAC. And so it's massively helpful. This is Sales Ops Demystified, the number one most downloaded podcast in sales operations. We invite the brightest minds in sales ops onto the show to deconstruct the what, why, and how behind rep productivity, forecasting, metrics, and all things revenue. This podcast is brought to you by EBSA, a revenue intelligence platform used to identify risk in the pipeline and score customer engagement, and is sponsored by the Global Sales Operations Association and the UK Revenue Operations Network. Hello, and welcome to another very special episode of the Sales Ops Demystified podcast. Today, we're joined by Cindy Dozel, who is the Senior Director of Revenue Operations at Chow. Now, Cindy, welcome to the show. Thank you. Glad to be here. So first question from me is, how did you initially get the inspiration or, or the drive to join the world of sales slash RevOps? Yeah, so um, I'm going to go all the way back to when I was uh, a young college grad uh, from undergrad. I always wanted to be in business and um, was very interested in analysis and business decision-making, using data to drive decisions, having impact on an operations of a, of a company, uh, of a corporation, actually. I always wanted to be in the world of corporate finance. So got my degree in finance, uh, graduated, started working in Silicon Valley in the tech industry and in the FP&A role, and then moved into operational finance, which is more focused on uh, business modeling, business forecasting, working with the, the business stakeholders, or rather really the end decision makers and the inputs into our financial model. Love that. Love the fact that I was making more of a direct impact on the operational decision making and uh, running the business, helping to run the business. Um, primarily supported sales and marketing uh, teams. And, and so from there, uh, I was, uh, because I was responsible for building a lot of models, I eventually started working with uh, cross functionally with a lot of different teams from product in terms of product metrics, uh, BI teams in terms of creating business requirements for uh, all the dashboards that the, the stakeholders needed to gain information on operations and was recruited to work more directly in the sales and marketing ops and analytics role. And so that's how I uh, kind of went from finance and modeling more on the, the rev ops, sales ops, marketing ops side. So with Chow now, the first like official sales slash rev ops role that you've had? Not quite. Um, I think... 
uh, RevOps as a function, as a official title, really popped up probably more recently. But I would say even about 10 years ago, I was with a company who just went through an um, acquisition, but um, previously was Connexity um, and was recently uh, acquired by Tableau. And I was also working under, at the time, it was called Emergent Operations, um, Senior Manager of Business Operations. But it was really the RevOps role, the sales ops role that you know know now. And uh, since then, um, I've still been primarily responsible. I've been to a couple of roles where the title was more around operations and business analytics. But because they sat in sales and marketing org, the responsibilities and the functions really centered around the customer lifecycle from sales enablement to post-live customer churn analysis. Um, so I would say functionally as a title. Yes, um, this current role is the first uh, RevOps title I've had. But from an experience and scope of responsibility standpoint, I've really been in RevOps for the, the last 10, 15 years. Sure, makes sense. You're the, the grounding in finance that you have, how, how much of that help you now in the current role? And would you recommend other people within sales or RevOps in the earliest stages of their career get exposure to the finance side? I think it helps massively because we have revenue in our title and our mission is to drive revenue, to drive growth for the organization. And a lot of that is working cross-functionally uh, with finance, financial financial stakeholders and partners, collaborators, um, everything from when you're planning headcount, uh, compensation design, budgeting, building business cases, building forecasts, all involves working with finance and having a solid understanding of uh, you know how budgets are created, how finance is um, responsible for driving certain uh, ratios and CAC. And so it's, it's massively helpful. Now, in terms of starting out in finance, there's definitely different paths to RevOps. And I think it's important that the collaboration and the knowledge of financial planning analysis is there from your experience. So I encourage um, everyone interested in RevOps from maybe the, the more lower entry-level roles to get their hands dirty and start modeling and working directly with their financial business partners. That's the best way to get a solid grounding. As you rise in responsibility and scope, um, you're, you're, not, you're not necessarily going to have as much bandwidth to, to get into some of the monthly forecasting and, and uh, modeling. That's very time-intensive because your, your scope of responsibility is larger. It's not just modeling. It's not just compensation uh, or forecasting. Now it's enablement. That Now it's like Salesforce workflows and operations and providing business requirements and long-range strategic planning. So uh, my recommendation is you don't have to start off in finance, but I encourage you at the, the earlier stages of your career to get a solid ground understanding of, of finance and modeling and budgeting. Totally agree. And I've spoken to many other guests about their experience in sales and how that helps them interact with the their sales counterparts. And what I think you're saying here is that if you understand what your finance counterparts are doing because you've had exposure to it before, you're going to have a much more effective working relationship with them. Yeah, definitely. Um, I yeah, I, I really. <laughs> Twenty years later, uh, in every analytics or any business role you're in, you're going to be responsible for P and L or a, a cost budget or headcount and RI analysis, uh, vendor analysis on contract licenses and. Being able to capitalize a very expensive implementation, having that grounded knowledge helps you build a business case, for instance, to hire professional services or um, <clears throat> sign a assign a new tool that the revenue revenue tech team really needs in our tech stack or the more tech tax 
more tech tech stack. So um, I definitely think I use it even uh, very regularly. I think in the current stage of my career, it's it's mostly outputs, but I I certainly enjoy diving into a good model and understanding drivers. Um, And it's sometimes therapeutic to to work Mm -hmm. in Excel (laughs) and dig into the financial ratios. Mm -hmm. Um, So can we zoom in a little bit now on the the Chow Now um, revenue function? Um, how many reps are you supporting both on sales and customer success? And how many people do you have in your RevOps team? Yeah. Um, so I, on the sales side, we we have three teams. It's roughly about 100 reps. Uh, so we have inside sales, uh, field sales, outside sales. And we have strategic sales, which is a new team that I helped launch last year uh, in November, uh, focused more around the the. 10 plus location brands. Chow now historically has focused on uh, local restaurants. Our mission is to help local restaurants thrive. Uh, but with uh, kind of the changing landscape and, and consolidation of um, platforms, online ser- service platforms, we're also finding uh, larger teams. There's, there's just a lot of opportunity there. Um, in terms of customer service, uh, we have a fairly large organization. On the post side, Post sales performance management side have maybe about thirty and another thirty or so around the uh, onboarding customer experience. So RevOps really covered the pre-sales from the sales rep to uh, onboarding operation uh, operations reporting compensation to kind of both sides of the uh, the full cycle. Here we do have a separate. Uh, my counterpart in growth marketing, um, growth marketing operations, SDRs, um, marketing B two B counterparts that I work with, and that org is about thirty as well. Um, and then, lastly, from a customer uh, clients assess customer support. So our uh, performance managers are dedicated performance manager for each account. They're high touch. And then we have the lower touch, more generalized customers, clients, assess uh, teams where you can call in and get support uh, 24 hours, 24-7. And with our offshore resources, I would say that's probably about 300. Got it. Wow, yeah. And so all of those individuals reporting into you, including the marketing ops team? No. Um, the, the direct Our directing is, is about 10, uh, supporting the... The different orgs, um, but the marketing team, client success, onboarding, and post performance management teams are part of the revenue org that I uh, I support. Got it. And what has been something that you guys, the RevOps team, have achieved in 2021 that you're particularly proud of? Um, I think in, in terms of achieving, in I'm, I'm proud of so many things, but I think. Just to give a little bit of context, when I started Chow Now, RevOps, about two years ago, RevOps was a new function. Now, they, they had different individuals. Chow Now was very much smaller back then. We're about twice the size now and growing. Uh, a lot of that growth was driven uh, in 2020 with the event of COVID and a massive spike in our uh, client base. Um, so we grew the RevOps team from two to, to 10 plus currently, and we're continuing to adjust to the, um, the changing landscape. And I would say in terms of what we're really proud of is just sur- surviving COVID and, and pivoting with COVID and launching one of our newer uh, initiatives, which is Marketplace, our B2C, helping to, helping to support our B2C campaigns in our marketplace. We had our field sales teams going to two, two new markets to launch our marketplace products, uh, increase our brand awareness, our B2C consumer app awareness. And so that was spun up, I believe, 
about two months from um, inception to actually the reps being in market. And then very quickly, we had to, as a RevOps team, has to create all of the training and collateral, work with the product teams to define the requirements, um, work with the growth marketing team to spin up B2C campaigns in the market in collaboration with the reps being uh, on the street, as well as deal with um, COVID restrictions and changing landscape. And lastly, not not the least, um, there was territory planning and compensation adjustments that's necessary for spinning up kind of this these the two of the first test markets, but two of the first initiatives that China has tackled today. And then I'd also like to cover quickly the strategic team that you guys set up. Was that something that you like you did the RevOps team analyze this opportunity? And then you went to leadership saying, I think we should spin up a sales function for these larger 10 plus sites. Uh, like, where did that come from? And what has been like a crucial part of the creation of that team? Uh, so I was hired by the SVP of sales um, about a month or two. So he was the one who really brought the RevOps function, formalized the RevOps function uh, at Chow now. And um, I worked very closely with him. Uh, so we had inside sales and outside sales, and we would analyze it and track sales performance and our win rates and our closed loss um, you know, reasons and, and why we were losing certain deals and what the opportunities were for larger chains and what was a Parent, um, became apparent in that, that tracking productivity was that there was a gap in the strategic area, the strategic accounts area. As, as I said, Chanel's initial mission, even now as we go through transformation, was really focused on SMB, the small local businesses. And a lot of our product features were not fitting of the strategic team. So it came out of a collaboration um, with the sales leadership um, that we really needed reps who knew how to sell to larger strategic accounts because we would get referrals. We would get inbounds for larger brands and both our product and our our sales uh, collateral and our sales pitch was not tailored to these very large relocations. Um, I can recall a 200 plus convenience brand that wanted to onboard with us. And uh, from the deal desk, custom pricing to which rep would handle it to how we transition it to two different onboarding and post live account managers was a very manual and customized, um, somewhat uh, confusing uh, process because we, we didn't have a team dedicated to it. So it came out of kind of those discussions and, and um, we did analyze the, the market opportunity, potential clients uh, in collaboration with finance. <laughs> and we uh, decided to launch the, the team. And with the launch of the strategic team, operationally, we also have strategic onboarding resources as well as strategic uh, performance managers dedicated so that they could work collaboratively with the rep team <clears throat> to strategic sales reps to make sure that we had a seamless um, onboarding and retention workflow. Awesome. And what is a big focus for the rest of 2021 for the RevOps team? A huge focus is is definitely pivoting. Um, I think we have some new products coming. We have some new sales strategies that we like to implement in response to the, our learnings from first half of 2020. Uh, as I said, we recently launched a marketplace uh, initiative operation. That team is growing and we completed our first two test markets and we're just finishing the onboarding and we will be helping to measure the impact of those test markets, the the new clients that we onboarded, the learnings from that. And also uh, with that, um, working on the um, 
the system and workflow optimizations that we've learned from those markets to continue to scale the marketplace operations and go into future markets for the latter part of 2021. We also have some system implementations that we'll be supporting. Uh, part of RevOps's uh, tools, as I mentioned, from vendor management uh, and tool training and tool optimization, workflow optimization. So we have a compensation tool and also some Salesforce um, system updates that we will be supporting in the goal of scaling the business, making um, the business more efficient uh, and workflows more efficient for our internal clients. Beautiful. And my final and most important question, Cindy, is who in the world of RevOps would you most like to take for lunch? Uh, I mean, I, I would love to take Hillary Ito from Zoom out to lunch and catch up with her. She actually used to work with my SVP of sales and if anything, I think the world definitely knows Zoom <laughs> from mm. professional to personal to my kid's school. I don't know how many Zoom sessions I've been on <laughs> in the last uh, year and a half. So I, I love to take her out to lunch and, and learn more about just the dramatic growth at Zoom, how she scaled and uh, her personal experience in RevOps um, and how she grew her career into, you know, a very impressive, uh, you know, head of revenue operations for for such a recognizable brand that really, I would say, probably the last two years went from um, just the, the growth is incredible from the last few years. COVID helped, <laughs> but uh, definitely brought them to the front front. But, you know, they were they were a great player even before uh, the COVID. But I think they became just absolute essential and they kept that um, that placement. During COVID, there were a lot of online um, pr- uh, online ordering providers in our industry that entered and has, has since left. But Zoom has kept their kind of market leadership. And I love to chat with her further about, about that. For sure, Cindy. Thank you for coming on and being so open and honest with everything that you're doing, Chana. It sounds like a, a very dynamic environment with the new things you're doing, all this stuff that's happening in 2021. But it was great to hear, like, get an inside scoop into what is actually happening in like a fast-moving RevOps function. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sales Ops Demystified podcast. If you are listening on a podcast listening application, then please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions about the show, if you know a guest, or if you have any questions about sales operations, just hit me up at tomhunt at ebster.com. That's tomhunt at ebster.com.